You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Somewhere out there is a really rich guy who uh, collects stuff, collects uh, uh, memorabilia, you know, autographs and all. And he is kicking himself like never before. Someone paid $518,000 for the quote-unquote last touchdown pass that Tom Brady threw as 435th or uh, no, his, uh, I don't know what it was, but um, he paid 518 grand one day before Tom Brady announced he's coming back. I'm not sure what that ball is worth now, but I bet you the guy can afford it. Brady is back. Although can you technically come back when you never actually left? He announced his retirement 40 days ago, but he didn't actually miss a game. He didn't miss a practice. He didn't miss a mini camp. So I don't think he actually retired. I am shocked because I think uh, he gives, he gives all the Brady haters a chance to, to see what they always wanted to see a chance to see what they've been hoping to see for 23 years, a chance to see Tom Brady struggle, a, tan- a chance to see Tom Brady grow old. He's given them that chance, which is, uh, is wonderful. It'll be fun. We all like watching Tom Brady play football. I'm just, I just thought uh, the timing was right. I think he should have walked away and stayed away, but who am I to say? Come on back, Tom. Let's watch him play. Let's see if indeed he grows old and and and, and struggles for the first time. Uh, and the next time, I'm just going to guess, the next time he quits, it will not be after a spectacular season when he wins 13 games and leads the NFL in touchdown passes and yards and finishes second in the MVP voting, he's probably not going to go out on that kind of high again, but we will see, we will get into all the details, including the details in Tampa that he doesn't have much of a team around him right now. 
Um, maybe he will. Free agency starts today. We will see, or starts this week. We'll see. We'll see how he, uh, how that team comes together. But I, I have my doubts. You're not going to believe this, Craig, but I'm a little skeptical about this Tom Brady return. We will see. We will see. Also, um, we're sitting down with to, to, to talk to the Iranians, you know, and the Russians are at the table. And while we're doing that, Iran is firing missiles at us, firing missiles at our U.S. consulate in Iran. Didn't hit anyone, but, you know, just fired a dozen missiles at uh, at us while we're in these nuclear talks, these whatever, these negotiations. Um, wild scene in New York, I think. Kyrie Irving got to sit courtside, maskless, and watch his team play. He's not allowed to play because Mayor Eric Adams said, no, no, that would be, that would be against the science, <laughs> against the science. Kevin Durant uh, spoke out against this idiot mayor in New York. And of course, the media, Michael Wilbon, uh, defended this, this insane, stupid, ignorant policy. Uh, we're still doing that. We're still, st- we're still demonizing, villainizing the unvaxxed. I'm not sure when we get over that. Barack Obama has COVID and he says, thank God I'm vaccinated. Well, why do people say that after they, I mean, I got COVID. I never said, thank God I'm vaccinated. It didn't even cross my mind, uh, but uh, who knows? I guess that's, I guess that is a thing. Mitt Romney gets bitch slapped by Lieutenant Colonel Tulsi Gabbard on Twitter. It's beautiful. She's got a Long thread. Mitt is probably right now running into the arms of uh, of Jake Tapper or Wolf Blitzer, looking for looking for someone to console him. Uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, now apparently uh, eligible. <laughs> he's he's apparently in the clear legally, criminally. Still got a lot of civil lawsuits, but I think this uh, frees him up to play football. We will see. Uh, we'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is it with direct deposit to their free checking account. DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. Right, let me uh, start off uh, by saying I was wrong, wrong. I was wrong. I thought I, I did not think Brady was coming back at least not yet. You know, I, I thought, I don't know. I thought retirement would include missing mini camp, at least, you know, missing a, a QB camp, missing a day of, of NFL football. I, uh, he didn't, he isn't, I mean, lots of people come back. God knows, you know, Brett Favre came back a hundred times. People come back. I thought there was a possibility that Brady would come back, but I never thought he would do it this soon. This makes no sense. Here's what I'd love to see, Craig. I would love to see, and I don't know who could do it, a journalist, maybe one of these, you know, Seth Wickersham types or TJ Quinn at ESPN, their investigative journalist. Wouldn't you love to see the breakdown, just the chronological breakdown of what happened the last 40 days 
the last uh, uh, six weeks in the Brady camp. We know he went to to England or wherever that uh, soccer game was to see his buddy. Who's his buddy, Ronaldo? Yeah. I, I don't know my my soccer guys, which was weird. He just shows up at a game, then he's on the field talking to Ronaldo, and then the next day, you know, he comes back, announces he's not retiring. Uh, we can we can uh, read the tweet. It was, to be honest, I, I was shocked. Again, I think the way he qu- retired uh, six weeks ago, I said this I, on this show, I tweeted it. I said that was a the ultimate Brady move. He walked away on top. He walked away after one of his two or three best seasons. He walked away after winning 13 games, after leading the league in touchdown passes and yards, uh, of finishing second in the MVP. And let's not forget his final game. His final game, he was down 27 to 3. And he brought his team back to tie the game. Now they lost because the defense forgot to cover Cooper Cup. Uh, not a not not his fault, but he had a, he led an amazing comeback that had the whole country riveted. People were on social media saying, "Holy crap, he's going to do it again!" It was classic Brady, and that, as his famous final scene, was close to perfect, in my opinion. I said. And I uh, mentioned it to you. I've said it. I've tweeted it. That walking away then after that kind of season, uh, putting up those kind of numbers at the age of 44 and a half was such a perfect Brady ending. Now, obviously, he would have preferred to win the Super Bowl, but, you know, he's done that seven times. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. It, you know, it, it's if you're going to lose, you know, that's the way to lose. And I said, he deprived the people out there who are not just talking about people who hate him, just people who root against him. I'm going to guess there's 330 million people in America. I'm going to guess there's about 300 million people that would like to see him humbled, who would like to see him look human. I'm not saying they hate him and I want him to get hurt. They just tired of Tom Brady. I know if I lived in New York or Philadelphia or, or you know Denver, or I, I would be, sick of Tom Brady. I would be wanting to see Brady stumble at some point. Just, uh, I'd just be tired of him. Okay. Let's this one time, let's see Brady struggle. Let's see him look like Ben Roethlisberger did this season or Peyton Manning did whatever it was six years ago when he was the worst quarterback in the NFL, an all time great, the second best quarterback ever. Peyton Manning couldn't throw a 15-yard out. He was hurt. He was old. He was done. The people who don't like Brady or don't root for Brady, uh, they were going to be deprived of that. And they were going to kick themselves forever saying, damn, he did it. He walked away top of his game at 44. Uh, and, and now, you know what? They that That possibility just opened up. In fact, there's a good possibility. I know he's amazing. I know he's, he's a freak. I know he's unique. I know he's, there's never been anyone like him. Believe me, I've watched every throw he's made. I've watched, I've, I've read every story. I've, I've heard every, every comment he's ever made. I, I, I talked to him every Monday for 19 years. I know he's special. I know he's amazing. He's Tom Brady, but he will be 45 next season. He will, play against eight head coaches who are younger than him, younger than he. Um, 
of his 17 starts next year, eight of them will be against coaches who are younger than 45. Um, and, and believe me, it's going to be the biggest deal just to see him play at the age of 45. But can he do better than he did last season? Will he put up the numbers he put up last season? And I understand that's not the only reason he's coming back. It's not, he's not coming back because he didn't win a Super Bowl last year. He's coming back because he loves it. And as he told us, you know, for years when we asked him about retirement, I mean, we've been asking him about retirement for, for 10 years and he would get annoyed to get a little annoyed, say, why do people want me to quit? I love it. I love football. I love playing quarterback. I love this job. That's why he's coming back. Cause he loves it. He's coming back because he loves playing quarterback in the NFL and you can't blame him. It looks like a blast. There's no adrenaline rush like it in sports. There's no adrenaline rush like leading a team down the field, you know, to tie them to win a Super Bowl or leading team down the field to, to come back from 27 to three. And uh, which he just did in his last game, he's going to come back. And once again, there is the possibility that he looks human. There is the possibility that he grows old on the job. Like, like Manning did, like Roethlisberger did, like every just about every quarterback, just about every NFL player does. They no longer can do it. Now, will that happen in September? Probably not. Probably not. He'll be in great shape as always. But will it happen in, you know, November, December? Will it happen in January next year? They, they, they get 17 games. If you make the playoffs, you get 20 and go to the Super Bowl, you have 20 or 21 games. That is asking a lot of a NFL quarterback, even, even the best one ever. We think he's defied age and, and, and defied, you know, predictions and all that for his entire career. Are we sure he's going to continue to do that? I mean, seriously, are we sure? Everyone acts like they're sure that Brady is going to come back and be as good as he was last year, as, as good as he's been, you know, for his entire career. Why? Why? Just because he's Brady? I mean, do we really think, do we honestly think Brady doesn't, you know, isn't going to ever be human, isn't ever going to be be uh, uh, be mortal? Uh, it seems like we get into this, this silly, this silly fairy tale mode when we think of Brady, like he's going to be 45. He's going to get hit. Not a lot, not a lot. He doesn't get hit a lot, but he's going to get hit at some point. Um, I will, I would like to hear what you have to say about this, Greg, because you thought he was coming back. You and everyone else thought he was coming back. I, I felt like I was very much in the minority for obvious reasons. I was wrong and you were right. He's coming back. Um, he's, uh, he announces it on Twitter and immediately you start thinking, whoa, you know, the, 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 I saw a lot of people say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, bad news, Aaron Rodgers, bad news, Matthew Stafford. You know, the man is coming back, and, and no question. The Tampa Bay Bucks are much, much, much better with him than without him. But they got a lot of holes. They got mm. a lot of issues. I just heard Dan Orlovsky on ESPN go through the whole rundown and basically said, he said, they have no guards, no tight end, no running backs. Um, Leonard Fournette said goodbye to Tampa on Instagram 
And then when Brady announced his comeback, he took down the post. So maybe <laughs> Leonard, maybe Leonard Fournette's heading back to Tampa. Maybe Gronk comes back. Maybe not. Maybe he plays in Tampa. I mean, obviously things change when Brady announces he's coming back. But that team has issues. That team doesn't have lots of salary cap space. Uh, it does. It helps that their quarterback, by the way, Tom Brady's going to make half of what Aaron Rodgers is making. Tom Brady is going to make $10 million less than Kirk Cousins this season. And again, he's done it his whole career. He's got plenty of money. He's got a wealthy wife. We know all that. But Aaron Rodgers is expected to make about $50 million. Tom Brady is going to make $25 million. Does that, is that an issue? Probably not. He know, he, he, had, he was under contract. He was signed. So probably not. He knew what he was getting into. It's not a lock. The Tampa Bay's got issues. They got holes. They got they signed their center, but as Olovsky said, they got no guards. <laughs> that that's an issue when you're a quarterback, and you uh, you're hoping to stay healthy. But uh, we've seen forever though that people will just flock to him just to get a, a shot at a championship. So I'm not really worried about the offensive line. I think they'll, yeah, they'll sign guys and maybe there'll be other guys who, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, I think they franchised him. He's got a one-year deal, but there'll be other guys who want to play there. Right. I don't think that's the biggest hell they had. They were loaded last year and they, they won 13 games, but then they lost at home in the playoffs. So there's no lock that he's going back to a Super Bowl. It'll be fascinating to watch him try. I'm looking at his numbers. I don't, I don't know what, (laughs) What more? There's like nothing left to prove, you know, which again, that's, you know, the sports writer in me looking at this and saying, what does he have to prove? That doesn't matter. The, you know what he, you know why he's coming back? Cause he loves it. Mm. It's what he loves. I picture him at home, uh, you know, with the, with the kids, with the wife and he's just kicking himself. He's doubting himself. And finally, after six weeks, Giselle is like, uh, Adrian, when she's laying in bed in Rocky Two, and says, "You know what I want you to do? Win, win." And then, then Mickey says, "I don't, I don't think I've ever quite figured out what we're waiting for." He says something, and they run out of the room and they go train. Right. Rocky could not train; he couldn't focus until he had the blessing of Adrian. I feel it's like that in the Brady household. He doesn't. He didn't feel right. Uh, until he got the blessing of Giselle. You know, his kids want him to play, you know, his sons, especially probably they're older. They want to be in the locker room on the field. They love it being up in the box, watching dad play and win. Obviously his kids are like, you know, don't worry about, you know, missing, you know, the dance recital, dad, we want you to play. We want you to see, to see you in uniform. But again, it's not why he's coming back. He's coming back because he loves to play, but, what could he possibly, in his mind, what could he possibly be saying, I really want to do this? Like, he holds all the records. He's won, I don't think anyone will ever win seven Super Bowls, at least not in my lifetime, go to 10 Super Bowls. He's got 624 career touchdown passes. He's going to add to that total and make that football from the last game worthless, but yeah. hey. Um, you know, he's won MVPs. He's made money. He, uh, if you were tr- trying to make this about proving something, what the hell would it be? He won a Super Bowl in Tampa. He won 
the six of them in New England. There's nothing left to prove. I'm I'm surprised for another reason is I thought he'd be really fired up and motivated to do that next thing, that next thing that he'd been thinking about and talking about for a decade, which I said was to be a health wellness mogul, you know, to get out there and, and be the the evangelist for the TB12 brand and and make speeches and 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 sell product and be jetting around in his whatever in his uh, Gulfstream to to various places, be kind of a Tony Robbins like figure. Uh, you know, we have that wireless headset and you go before the crowd and they cheer and they all look like kind of cult members and you tell them how wonderful your electrolytes are and you go on TV with Oprah or one of your good friends, Gail King, and you tell them how great you feel and how good, well, you know, how you're moving on to the, and you do an occasional TV appearance. Maybe you pop in on the Manning cast or on, uh, on, you know, NFL today or something. And maybe, maybe you do more than an occasional appearance. Maybe you become a regular TV guy too, but I thought he'd be really, focused and and into that next phase clearly he's not clearly he regretted announcing his retirement but back to the journalists out there and there's not many of them and but again if they, i would love would you love to see the last inside story just a, a headline on whatever there's no uh, espn had it maybe or sports sports illustrated probably wouldn't have it unless Maybe if he transgen if he transitioned into fem- the Sports Illustrated, put him on the cover or something. I mean, that's their thing now. They do, they do their super woke stories about mm. whoever, about you know why aren't you why aren't you watching the WNBA? What's wrong with you people? Uh, I'm sure. Oh, Sports Illustrated did do a a a a tribute to Leah Thomas. They just did that like a week ago. That's what they do. But maybe if they have any reporters left, if someone could get the inside story on Tom Brady's six-week retirement, wouldn't that be a great read? Well, it's going to – I guarantee this was all planned from the jump for that uh, documentary he does. I know, but that's not the real inside story. That's his version. And, you know, Jim Grail – Oh, there, it was probably – it was probably Giselle booking her fourth fashion show in Milan, and Brady went, I'm done, and went back to – the field. That's okay, if it. that were true, I mean, that's, that's stupid, but just say it were true <laughs> that they, how about this? It feels like, and I, I've seen a few people tweet it. There's something going on here. Was he trying, did he want to play, but play elsewhere? Did he want to play in San Francisco? Did he want to play in Miami where he lives now? Was that the goal? You retire and you say quietly. And, and by the way, he was in, was it in London? Where was the stupid soccer game that he went to? Um, it was a Check man, that. Yeah. Uh, isn't that where the Glaziers are or in the Glaziers own the soccer team? And I saw that conspiracy theory floated that he was there to meet with them. What if he tried to make the power move here and say, I will come back, but I don't want to play for Tampa. You can get something for me. He's under contract. Unlike the Patriots, maybe Tampa Bay could actually get something for the greatest player ever. And they said, no deal. You're playing in Tampa or you're not playing. I would give him credit if that's what Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians was surprised he retired and he was surprised he came back. So Bruce Arians doesn't sound all that wired in, but what if uh, he wanted to play somewhere else? And they said, no. And he finally said, okay, I'll come back and play 
in Tampa, see if I can get my boys, get Gronk back, get everyone back in the fold. Uh, and by the way, signing his center, who he loves, was part of the deal. He just signed a big new contract. There, there will be his version of this brief retirement on whatever you, what, what is Brady's latest thing? I can't even keep track of his docu-series. I think it's Man in the Arena or something. Man in the Arena, Man in the Arena with, you know, Chopra, whatever, uh, uh, Gotham Chopra. I don't even know which Chopra, but one of the Chopra. And, you know, Michael Strahan is involved. I don't even, I can't keep up. And that'll be worth watching. But if indeed there was a problem at home, if indeed, you know, he he had fights with his wife because he wanted to play and she didn't want him to play, we're not going to hear that. Mm. Wouldn't you love it if there was someone in the, the, a source in the Brady camp who was uh, telling somebody and we could get the real story? Because it does feel... Does it not like there's more to it than just, you know, what is this? Uh, do you have his tweet? This is Brady's tweet. Yeah. It does feel like there is more to, uh, I can get up here. Uh, uh, the story. I'm not sure what. Uh, it's on the screen. Uh, Brady tweets these past two months. Hasn't even been close to two months. I realized my place is still on the field, not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. This is, how many times is that uh, retweeted and liked? That has to be. Oh, this, this is at almost 600 million likes. <laughs> no way. Yeah, look. That's right 600,000, so that's 600 million. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 600 million, that'd be a whole, that, that, that's Elon Musk territory, yeah. 600,000 likes. Yeah. 132,000 uh, retweets. Um, uh, of course, everybody retweeted it. It's wild. Uh, I knew, I knew it was always a possibility. I just thought that he really enjoyed, uh, leaving everybody hanging and you know what? He enjoyed the speculation. So I thought I'd at least drag it out till, you know, halfway through next season when maybe then, maybe then if Tampa had found a quarterback to replace him. You know, Colin Kaepernick's out there, Craig. Colin Kaepernick's <laughs> available. I can't wait. The Patriots just signed uh, Brian Hoyer. Two-year deal, three million bucks as a backup quarterback, probably a third stringer. And uh, how long before, you know, Mina Kynes or or uh, Jamel Hill says, yeah, they, they Kaepernick is better than uh, Brian Hoyer. The, Red, the Patriots are blackballing Kaepernick. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of guy they want as a backup, Brian Hoyer, or a third stringer, Brian Hoyer, a million and a half a year. Uh, Kaepernick, if they called and offered him that gig, would turn it down, but it doesn't matter. They'll still all say he's in the best shape of his life. Colin Kaepernick's ready to play. He's just, he can't wait to get back on the field. They're just such saps. They're such dupes. Colin Kaepernick has no interest in getting back on the field. He's just using you, you useful idiots. But uh, you predicted to come back, Craig, go ahead. Take a, take a bow. Everyone else is doing it on everybody who said he was coming back is, is boasting and bragging on Twitter that they got it right. And they should, I know I would, but I got it wrong. It's just like what he, does he, he Mary did. D say? Mary D is uh, on our on our text line. Says I think he just said he was retiring so he could be left alone about it when contemplating retirement. Otherwise, he would have been hounded by everyone. But you can't hound a guy 
in the off season. I mean, you can hunt, hunt him in the season because he's required to meet with the media at certain days. But once you get past that last game, you can disappear. And he did. I don't think he was making a lot of, uh, you know, holding a lot of press conferences, doing a lot of interviews. There, there will be questions. Maybe they'll last forever. Maybe we'll never know exactly what happened these last six weeks. But wouldn't you love to know if he, if he fought with Giselle over this or if he fought with Bruce Arians over this? I'm not sure how well those kids get along these days. Or, like, was he up nights? Was he struggling with this decision and uh, going back and forth on a daily basis? Uh, it just seems... Like something is going on there. That's what my prediction is. My prediction is we're going to find out something strange. We'll probably find it out from, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, Schefter, maybe Jay Glazier, maybe maybe Jim Gray will actually, you know, have something to say that's, you know, interesting about this. Uh, but it feels like something, this, something much more to the story. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I think uh, Giselle might just pop off on Twitter. She does that once in a while. Maybe she'll come out with it. Announce the divorce? Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah, something like that. You know what? Let's be honest. Celebrity couples, they don't always stay together. You know, we always, people always refer to Paul Newman and what's her face uh, because they stayed together. Celebrity couple for like 50 years. But for the most part, they end up like Kanye and, and Kim. <laughs> Kanye with Pete Davidson mocking him oh, it was on, brutal. on Instagram from his ex-wife's bed. It's great. I'm a, I'm a Kanye. I'm a yay guy. I'm a Kanye guy. Cause Pete <laughs> Davis is such a creep. I, that is, that is a low blow. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to guess this thing is going to go to another level, but yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Kanye. Cause Pete Davidson's just a dirt bag. Let's be honest. That, that hurts. I mean, it's one thing for your you know ex-wife to be in bed with a, another guy mm -hmm. but him with, with i mean he's got yeah let's be honest yeah he's he's got some uh uh venereal diseases let's be honest he's, he must he's he's been everywhere he's 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 dirty uh i that has to hurt poor kanye but i don't think uh that's the case with the brady's but do we think that the Bra brady and giselle will you know, grow old together, be 80 something years old and by each other's bedsides when they, when they check out, uh, when they check out, it just seems that's not usually how it works with really rich, really famous people. They are always together. That, that soccer game that Brady went to with his, with his kids was the only time I've seen them like apart. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. There's more to the story and we'll see who breaks it. We'll see who has, uh, who can fill in the blanks. I'll be curious. Uh, we'll see how Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay does building around Brady in the coming days, see who they can sign, see if he gets the help he needs. Hell, he was loaded last year. I mean, I read, granted they lost Chris Godwin, blew out his knee, uh, and he didn't get out of that uh, that first playoff game at Antonio, home. Antonio we'll see what Brown. happens next year. You know what? I should... I should be happy like everyone else because Brady is a fascinating man to watch play, play the game. I like, you know what I say, I used to say this all the time. There is nothing in sports that's as enjoyable as watching like great quarterbacks play great quarterbacks, march the team down the field. That's why I'm happy that uh, super freak Deshaun Watson has been cleared essentially by a grand jury. Uh, he, they will not be, uh, 
indicting him on criminal charges. He's still got like a 20 civil suits from all the massage therapists, but he's, uh, he's going to come back. He's going to play. Houston's going to trade him. He might end up in Miami. I guess the Jets are still in division. All the, uh, a lot tougher because Tua just can't make the throws that Deshaun Watson can make. But uh, we will see. All right, let's get to our sponsors, and then we get to uh, the situation in Ukraine and in Iran. Now we know why Joe Biden was saying that uh, um, Putin will never win the support of the Iranian people. Maybe he will. Maybe they were trying to show him that they're on his side by bombing our consulate. Uh, and we got to get to this uh, Kyrie Irving story. It's just so stupid. The, the, the COVID insanity, I guess it will never end. We'll see. But let's, uh, let's, let's let me t- let, let me talk about ExpressVPN, our wonderful sponsor, and then we'll get back to it. All right, let's do ExpressVPN. As we talk about frequently here, big tech companies have been ramping up censorship to new heights. We've been shadow banned on some of our social media platforms, and we got kicked off YouTube again this month for medical misinformation. What some may not realize about big tech companies is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse, search for, watch, and tweet. They use this data and they turn it into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. So make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support this show, strike back against big tech and keep identity thieves at bay. Hi, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product, Basis, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stressors such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels. Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many basis customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, that are also known as longevity genes, to promote healthy aging. It supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general 
health and wellness. Recent studies confirm the superior safety of the NRE in basis when compared to other NAD supplements, underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality. And here's the important part. we got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com slash Jerry. All right, let's do, uh, you know, let's do the Kyrie stir story because it's just so stupid. I'm telling you, I'm not sure when the COVID insanity is going to end. I, I tweeted the other day, I went for a run on Saturday and halfway through, uh, it started pouring. I mean, downpour and I was stuck like a couple miles from home and I had to, and I'm running along the river here in Boston, along the Esplanade and I, I saw this just to, you see him all the time walking. A lot of walkers still masked up by themselves. But I saw a runner running in a torrential downpour with a mask on. Now, why would you, why, at some point, wouldn't you just say, I, 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 this is making it hard to breathe. Take the stupid thing off. I mean, is it that important to virtue signal while you're running in the rain? It's just another example of just COVID, you know, stupidity. But I think the most... The best example of COVID insanity was Sunday in New York, in Brooklyn, where Kyrie Irving, who is still a member of the Brooklyn Nets, he was allowed to attend the game. He was allowed to sit in the front row. He was allowed to uh, watch his team play and not wear a mask, but he couldn't play. Because <laughs> are, are we are we done saying that, uh, you know, the these mask morons, uh, you know, and the Fauci, the Fauci cult members. Are we done saying that they follow the science? Are we done saying that they follow what the medical professionals say? I would love to hear, you know, Fauci or one of these other fanatics. Or, He's gone missing. <laughs> that's true. He has. Fauci fell between the couch cushions in the green room at uh, at NBC and no one has found him. It's a beautiful thing for that little that evil elf to just get lost. But just play the role, Craig. Play the role of being one of these COVID nuts. Why the hell would you say Kyrie Irving can sit courtside and breathe all over everybody, but he can't play because, you know, COVID. I'm triggered. <laughs> What's the explanation? So after the game, his teammate, Kevin Durant, it's good to see teammates uh, supporting him, say, points out how stupid it is. And he blames the mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, who is not worse than Bill de Blasio, but he's in de Blasio's league. Let's be honest. This is the guy who bragging about how he uh, eats a plant-based life and bragging that he wants saying that he's going to work on getting chocolate milk yanked out of the schools. Talk about a killjoy. Anyway, Kevin Durant goes off in the mayor. And then of course, uh, now I haven't heard this whole thing, but I know that uh, Michael Wilbon goes after Durant or goes after Irving goes after, I guess my point was who's defending this rule. Who's defending this COVID protocol. Now, anybody, is there anyone left on the Island who can explain to me why Kyrie Irving can watch and without a mask, but can't play <laughs> just, it's just so stupid. But does uh, Wilbon make the case? Yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point 
um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here is looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the, the mayor wants right now, some attention, you know. All right, hold, hold it right there. All right, Michael Wilbon. Hold it right there before we get to Wilbon. That is spot on. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, not always spot on, but in this case, spot on. Somebody wants to just flex their power, their authority, and look for attention. That's There's no other explanation. There's no logical, there's no science explanation, obviously. So there's really no defense of this rule that Irving can't play. There's no defense for it. There's no defense for any mask protocols. There's no defense for masks on airplanes at this point. I mean, you still see kids in New York and D.C., kids in school, five-year-olds with their masks on. It's just someone not willing to admit they were wrong. That's all. That's all. They, 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 these people in power can do this, and they're doing it because they don't want to admit they were wrong. They don't want to admit cloth masks are useless, particularly on children. So they, there's children are the ones that have no power, so they abuse the children. But anyway, I have not even heard the whole Wilbon Cup, but let's listen to Wilbon, uh, I guess, defend Eric Adams, defend this COVID stupidity. How do we react to that? Kevin Durant is too aware and too plugged in to say something that impertinent. What's the point of that? Want some attention? You want to call out somebody, call out your teammate. Tell him to get a shot. Because he's got plenty of them because he could have gone to grade school in metropolitan New York without vaccines. I mean, all these guys want to be so irresponsible and not accountable enough to look at this dude and tell him, you want to play with us? Get a sh- Put a shot in your arm. The vaccine is not about attention. People died, hundreds of thousands of them, from this virus. And you, you think the mayor of New York needs to attend to a basketball team's needs, your needs, before he needs to attend to the needs of a metropolitan area, the biggest in America? Are you kidding me? I mean, Kevin, and again, Kevin Durant, there's some knuckleheads who would say stuff like this. I'd probably let it go. Kevin Durant is too smart and too plugged in. Everybody wants to tell you how woke they are. And then I got to hear something like that. That's offensive. Stop. He wants to have it both ways. He kisses Durant's ass. He's too smart. But listen to how superficial, how how just simplistic the, the defense is at this point. Hundreds of thousands of people died, so Kyrie Irving can't play. The question, and of course, is that Greenberg? Who's the The question, of course, he doesn't have the balls yeah. to ask. The question is, why is he sitting in the front row maskless and not playing? Hundreds of thousands of people died. Well, what does that have to do with this? You know, I mean, hundreds, you know, thousands of people are dying in Ukraine too. Does that mean he shouldn't be able to play? And I, I always God, this is so always, stupid. Yeah. What what Will Bond said right there is so ignorant and 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 so superficial. So hundreds of thousands of people died. You know, hundreds of thousands of people have Alzheimer's too. Does that mean Irving shouldn't be able to play? What's the connection? So hundreds of thousands of people died, so Irving can't play. And you know, get the shot. Well, guess what? He didn't get the shot. He felt he didn't need the shot. The, the the shots he got as a little kid, he needed. He didn't want to get, you know, the smallpox or polio. But he knew he was not really in danger from COVID. He's young. He's fit. He's thin. He's healthy. He didn't want the shot. Your answer is, get the shot. That's all you got, Michael Wilbon. Honest to God, these people are just, they're, they're never going to give it up. They're never going to give it up. There was no 
substantive argument made there by Will Bond. Durant is 100% right. It is strictly virtue signaling. It's stubbornness on the part of fanatics like Eric Adams. Everybody knows it's illogical. It's senseless. But people like Will Bond just can't give it up. Just say, you know what? Irving, Irving didn't get the shot, didn't get sick, didn't die. He's fine. Let's play on. I also, I, I, I'm sick of people comparing it to the polio vaccine and all that too. It's not the same thing. You don't have to get the polio vaccine booster every four weeks. You don't have to do any of that crap. It's one shot. You point, yeah. Yesterday, the, or over the weekend, the Pfizer CEO said, you know, we're all going to need a fourth shot. It's like, what? What are you talking about? People, we're done with you. Too. You're moving on. You made your fortune. You made your billions. And, and you're right. The polio and smallpox, you didn't need to get it, you know, every four months. And polio and, and smallpox affects you know, children. It affects young people. Even if you're fit, like, like Kyrie Irving, we know COVID's about old people and obese people. And Kyrie Irving, I think, looked at it and said, I don't need that. I'm not, I'm fine. It's, it's just so silly. It's going to get crazier because I don't know if you heard that in major league baseball, none of the players who are unvaccinated, I don't know how many are, but there's some, they're not allowed to play in Canada. So they can't go play in the Toronto blue Jays. They, they can't make that road trip. Oh, maybe they could make the trip and sit in the stands like uh, Kyrie Irving did, but they can't yeah. play. And it's only because the people who've been proven wrong over and over again, refuse to give it up, refuse to admit they were wrong. And, and Will Bond's the best examples. This is all they got left. Hundreds of thousands of people died. So that's awful. That's tragic. They should have been vaccinated if they weren't, if they're obese or old or, uh, or at underlying conditions, they should have gotten vaccinated. Irving doesn't fall into those categories. He made a decision. I think, I don't think he regrets it. I think he's doing fine. He should be playing instead. He's sitting in the stands, you know, breathing on the players, but, Anyway, we'll listen. We'll wait for more fools like like Michael Wilbont to make these ridiculous arguments. I guess forever. I mean, I'm I'm convinced um, for the rest of my life I'll see people jogging and walking their dogs with masks, and and you know eventually I'm just going to lose it and snap and yell at them. But I've I've kept my composure so far. I've just looked at them and mocked them and ridiculed them. But all right, let's do. Uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll do uh, then we'll do uh, the latest from Ukraine. Uh, a journalist, a journalist, murdered over the weekend. We think by uh, Putin's thugs, but uh, it's uh, it's it's not uh, it's not slowing down. The carnage, the barbarism is getting worse over there. But uh, we will get to that. And Tulsi Gabbard bitch slaps Pierre Delecto on Twitter. <laughs> Got to tell you about that too. But first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home. This is your springtime project to upgrade, to, to improve your home. If you're building a new home or maybe a remodeling, replacing, improving an old home, Shea has great values designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dem- dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll get rid of those old crappy steps and bring in the new ones in a matter of hours. You can just sit back, maybe you sit in the window and watch them do it. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, 
Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new, spanking new front entrance. You can learn more about their precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. Also, at shakeconcrete.com, you can look for a job or you can stop into one of their four plants all over all around New England. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. They're always hiring. Business is great. This is a great company. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Speaking of which, no updates on Brittany Griner. They don't even know where she is. They don't know if she has a lawyer. That is too bad for Brittany Griner. That is scary. Can you imagine being there and hoping there'd be some like high-level negotiations while there's a war going on? Mm. And Putin's busy killing women killing babies at maternity hospitals. Do you think he gives a damn about some uh, female basketball player from the U S she's, she's screwed too bad for her too bad for everybody. God, it is brutal to watch. I think we can now conclude that Putin is pure evil. We didn't really know that maybe we should have before, but they just announced a woman and a baby were, were killed in that uh, attack on the maternity ward. Uh, uh, we've seen civilians being slaughtered. I, I just retweeted one where they attacked the town. Which which town is it? And uh, announced like 300 dead, 300 dead civilians. I mean, one civilian it seems is 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 tragic. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is uh, this is from uh, Lucas Tomlinson from Fox News. He just tweeted the coastal city of Maripol had a population similar to Miami before the war. 2,500 residents have now been killed, officials said. One city, 2,500 civilians. He's just killing, you know, uh, random, uh, uh, just blowing people away and, and I guess uh, putting the fear of God into everybody in Ukraine and everywhere else. A journalist... Um, uh, was killed over the weekend. He used to work for the New York Times. He doesn't anymore, but he kept the credential, which was a little strange. And apparently he was a documentary filmmaker and a, uh, and a videographer, but he was in a car and he was shot in the neck and killed by the Russians. And uh, I assume the Russians will say the Ukrainians did it. And you got that war. I, I don't, I don't think Russians are winning the war. I mean, it's going slower than they thought, but I don't think they're winning the PR war. I think Zelensky is still doing that. I asked you before the show, I think it's time to get Zelensky. He's done. He's been amazing. I think it's time to get him a clean shirt. What do you think? That's maybe a good idea. He says the same shirt, the same jacket for the last month. Looks good. I think that color, that olive green, that looks good on him. But uh, I think it's time that he'll say uh, he'll say he doesn't need a new shirt. He just needs ammunition. Yeah, right. That's a good. That's a good point. That'd be a, that'd be the takeaway. I don't need. I don't need new. I don't need to do laundry. I need ammo. I'm looking at uh, this um, CNN article, by the way, about Brittany Griner, and some experts apparently are saying that she's probably going to be used as a bargaining chip in the discussions coming up. Oh God, poor Brittany. Poor Brittany. I bet she'll never put cannabis in her carry-on again uh i'm pretty much pretty sure she learned her lesson but uh things are not going well i would i mean don't you have to sit down and negotiate a, a, a ceasefire a, a surrender don't you have to give them whatever you can give them because you can't win i mean they're fighting like dogs the ukrainian people are 
are, are, are inspirational, but they can't win. Uh, we're not sending jets. NATO's not going in there and uh, saving their asses. It just seems like a lot more civilians are going to die until until Zelensky uh, says, okay, you can have whatever, Crimea, you can have that other region, you can have whatever, whatever. Just stop killing civilians. But uh, let's get to my favorite Twitter, my favorite Twitter spat in a while. Um, Mitt Romney, if you, if you don't know who Mitt Romney is, Mitt Romney's the gutless, spineless, self-serving slug who used to be our uh, used to be our governor. I one of my great regrets in life, politically, not you know, I have I have other regrets, but uh, uh, one of my great regrets is I supported him. I mean, I really did. I really wanted him to be president. I re I mean, I don't like Obama, so I was supporting Romney. It was funny. We uh, I guess it would be a sign that things at uh, WEEI had taken a turn and not for the better. And I've told the story many times, but uh, we had Mitt Romney on the show, um, John Dennis and I, and he came on and he was in New Hampshire campaigning and he, he literally called in. And first thing he said is, Doug, you know, Dennis and Callian, this is my favorite show. And we were like, wow, Scott, I thought it was a good chance to be president. And we had a you know, 10, 12 minute conversation about the campaign, about things we get called in the boss's office. We had this absolute lightweight general manager, Jeff, Jeff, geez, Jeff Brown, I think, uh, from, I forget where he's from, Georgia or North Carolina or somewhere. And as I've explained many times, the one thing you need to do talk radio to do good talk radio is a boss with some balls who can stand up, you know, when the critics start calling and emailing. And he was just the opposite. He got a couple of phone calls. He buckled. He calls us in such yelling. We're going, what the, why did you take his call? And I said, he might be the next president. What do you mean take his call? He says, don't ever do that again. We were literally going, what are you talking about? He says, you're not doing politics on this station ever again. We go, what? We'd been doing it for, at that point, 15 years. And I thought that was a pretty good get to get Mitt Romney. He flipped out. He says, I don't care. It's what he says. I don't care. If Barack Obama lands in a helicopter here and demands to come on, you say, no, you stick to sports. And you could, if there, if there was a, a chart or a graph right then, the ratings on the whole station, because we had this gutless puke as our GM that uh, uh, told him to take down the interview. It wasn't on the website, nothing. You couldn't, could never hear from it again. And at that point, we did really believe Romney was going to be president. He didn't end up being president. I was heartbroken. Boy, what an idiot I was. He would have been a terrible president. All he cares about is himself. All he cares about is his image. He goes and tweets yesterday. This is 17 hours ago. Tulsi Gabbard is parroting false Russian propaganda. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. Now, Mitt Romney, he's all for going to war. He's, you know, he'll want to, he's always up for going to war. Mitt Romney, of course, he never served. Mitt Romney has five sons. None of them ever served. One of them's making money in Ukraine. He's, uh, you know, staying under the radar, unlike Hunter, but he's making money on the uh, energy. Uh, I mean, energy He's getting paid off by uh, some corrupt Ukrainian oligarch, or he was. You know, I'd point this out. So do many, many other people admit is just a, just a gutless puke who only cares about, you know, what Jake Tapper says about him or what Steffi Stephanopoulos. He's playing to the mob. Tulsi Gabbard is talking a lot about these 
biological facilities in Ukraine and how they are a real threat. And by the way, she's also, she's a Lieutenant Colonel. She served in Iraq in the war. You know, she's paid her dues to call someone like her treasonous just because she has a different take on, you know, whether these Ukrainian biological facilities are, uh, are, uh, we're involved where the U.S. knows about them, where the U.S. is responsible for them and, and securing them. That's a pretty worthwhile debate to have. I'd love to know the truth. But she has a thread uh, this morning firing back at Pierre Delecto, and uh, she just takes him apart. She says, Mitt Romney, you have called me a treasonous liar for stating the fact that there are 25 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine which, if breached, would release and spread pathogens to the world and therefore must be secure. And she goes on this long thread and uh, demands he apologize and resign. Mr. Uh, Senator Romney, please provide evidence that what I said is untrue or treasonous. If you cannot, you should do the honorable thing, apologize and resign. And uh, like I said, I assume Mitt is probably run safely into the arms of Jake Tapper by now and said, oh, please help me. This this mean girl from Hawaii is attacking me. He says, she says, Romney, you have a choice. Out of pride, continue to deny the truth or admit you are wrong, apologize and resign. Aloha. And remember, without the truth, we can neither be safe nor free. Now, I don't know if there are 25 bio labs, but I would say Tulsi Gabbard, she knows more than I do. She probably knows more than Mitt does. And does that that makes her treasonous? I love this idea that if you don't absolutely buy every single take that whatever that uh, the you get from the administration, you know, from Kamala Harris, some real smart people like her, then you're treasonous and you're a Putin puppet and a propagandist and a you know you're a traitor. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard served in the war, and Mitt Romney's calling her treasonous. It's disgusting. Uh, you know, you can't doubt things that you hear from the people in power, Craig. We got to go back to this because I think it was uh, Friday after we finished our show, but it's worth playing. I realize uh, it's a lot of work for you. I told you in the beginning, your job is to save, to record, to to to, to make sure you have every every really stupid thing Kamala Harris says. Now that's, that's asking a lot, but Kamala Harris had a couple of, it is scary. There's a lot of scary things in the world right now, including, let's be honest, the war in Ukraine, which could escalate to World War III very easily. A lot of scary things going on in the world. The fact that this is the second most powerful person in America, the fact that if Joe Biden, who's 117 years old and fragile and frail and sickly, if he can't finish the job, this is the leader of the free world. This person, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean. This person, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hire to, to, you wouldn't know how to babysit, you know, to walk your dog. You'd be saying, I don't know if she, you know, could figure out how to put the leash on. She's just not bright. She's, she's not likable either. She's not authentic. She's not genuine, but she's not bright. The vice president, tell me if I'm wrong, thinks Ukraine 
maybe, might be, in NATO. The vice president <laughs> is in, at this point, she's in Poland, I believe, or Romania, yeah. wherever on Friday. She's talking. Now, we can play it. You tell me. Does this woman believe Ukraine is in NATO? Go ahead. So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. Okay, what else does that mean other than in defense of the NATO alliance? That means that Ukraine is part of the NATO alliance. I'm telling you, I, I assume she's been corrected since, but that is our representative. I, I blame Biden for this. Biden should be there. I realize he doesn't, you know, she works like two days a week. He's I realize in, he's he in Delaware to, though. He's got to go to uh, Delaware. He's right. He's got to be in Delaware. But if we, if we, if we had a leader, if we had a, uh, you know, president, hell, I would say Trump, but I would say also whatever, Ron DeSantis, oh. Uh, if we had a, a president who was with it, um, they would be there. They'd be in Poland, they'd be in Romania, they'd be there. They'd, I mean, it's This is a really dire situation. He sends her, person who's, supposed, who's never even been to the southern border, he sends her to the border of Ukraine in a time of war, knowing that if you put her brains in a bird, it would fly backwards. That that's I mean, it is a bad situation. And she just makes it worse. That is scary. And that's just one of them. I mean, we have another one. It's, it's like two minutes long. Uh, and it's just a mess. She just doesn't have a grasp on the situation. Just babbles. And together we could show unity. And we are together in support of our, our allies. And together we are unified together. And you go, what does she bring to the table? It's just scary. But. Anyway, we got to leave it there. Uh, we get we had so much to get to. Um, oh, uh, R.I.P. William Hurt, my favorite character in uh, Big Chill, was not a huge fan of uh, all his movies, like Kiss of a whatever Spider Woman. But but I love Big Chill. I love broadcast news. Dead at seventy one. Congratulations to Kevin Garnett. His number five raised to the rafters in Boston yesterday. Garnett was a, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of watching him play, especially when you're there in person and you could hear the words. Oh yeah. The words, <laughs> I mean, he was pretty colorful oh, and yeah. uh, I'm not sure you can say all those things now, but I don't, I don't think I ever saw a player. My observation to him Garnett who cared less about, his points, his rebounds, his blocks, his stats, his yep. personal. He was so into just beating the other team's ass. It was a pleasure to watch. It's a, that's why he was so good on defense. That's why he played so hard. It was about rubbing the other team's face in it. Um, and he was, you know, he was a great, great player. Didn't, wasn't here long, six seasons. But after Don Nelson's number got retired, that just opened the floodgates. And anybody who, you know, plays more than three years and, you know, doesn't suck, gets their number retired. That's the new standard. So congrats to KG. But that will do it for today. What, anything else, uh, Ironhead, that I missed? Uh, the only thing I had was uh, Trevor Noah from last week. I don't know if you saw Oh, yeah, him. that's that's good. We can get to that. Trevor Noah, he's uh, coming over the dark side. Bill Maher beat him to it. Although Bill Maher, with, I listened to Bill Maher with Ben Shapiro. It's like an hour of Trump bashing. It was really, really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, didn't hardly, hardly talked about Biden and Harris and Ukraine at all. It was all about, you know, the evil orange man and, and Shapiro just 
went along with it. Really, really disappointing, but uh, uh, that'll do it for today. That will do it for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and for texting. And uh, thanks to you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will see you tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.